This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The key to being self-obsessed is being obsessed with the life that you have created for yourself. I personally feel effing fantastic every single day I wake up because I'm waking up into a reality that I used to dream of and I'm the one who made sure I actually experienced it. But the key to stop obsessing over everyone else and to start obsessing over yourself is to focus on what you can control. Your attention is towards other people and that's what makes you feel so powerless every day when you're trying to design your life. And it means that you're completely depleted of energy when you try to put in action to improve your lifestyle. What you think about is what you will constantly experience. If your constant stresses and thoughts are, what do they think of me? Are they gonna like me? Why hasn't he texted me back yet? Now you're too hopeless and you are too drained to pour any of that emotional energy back into yourself. So in this episode, we're gonna discuss how you can shift all of that attention back to you so that you can achieve self-obsession and get super intentional about your joy and what you actually wanna do, what you want your dream life to look like and what the steps are for you to actually get there. In this episode, I'm going to split it up into three different sections. First, we're going to discuss the planning stage. So, you know, setting your goals, understanding yourself, kind of removing any limiting blocks that might be in your way. You know, the obstacles are preventing you from getting what you desire. Then we're gonna move into mindset shifts and manifestation tips, which I think are so crucial. And honestly, what holds 99% of people back when trying to achieve their dream life and then at the end of the episode we're going to talk about the building stage these are a few habits that you can incorporate these are actions that you can implement and just a kind of routine that you need to live by in order to hold yourself accountable when manifesting your goals don't forget i have a youtube channel where i share so much more in-depth self-development advice it's called tamcore and i speak on almost every single self-development topic that you could think of i also have a second youtube channel tamcore vlogs this is where you can actually see me building out my dream life, the discipline that I have to implement every single day, what my week in a life, day in a life routines look like. So be sure to check it out. For now, let's get right into it by starting with the planning stage. The first step to the planning stage is to actually understand yourself. Now listen, there are so many people out there online sharing their favorite advice on how you can level up your life and become the best version of yourself. And hey, I love it. I listen to self-development videos and podcasts all of the time but the key is to actually apply that advice to you to your personal needs to your lifestyle so that you can actually do something with it I think we really need to stop this bad habit of asking other people what is your workout routine and what is this and what is that because what works for them might not necessarily work for you and I think as long as you know the basic frameworks and as long as you know okay you know these are the certain softwares or apps I can use or this is what this person does for their morning routine and maybe I can take inspiration from that then that's great 
But after a certain point, you need to start looking at yourself and think, oh, okay, well, this is actually where I trip up. These are the things that I personally struggle with. These are what my energy levels look like on a weekly basis. These are my interests. These are my past experiences, which are manifesting into limiting beliefs in my life. This is my body type, which is influencing what my body looks like and then what workout routine that I need that is going to cater towards my personal body type. This is my personality type from doing a Myers-Briggs test which shows what my personal strengths and weaknesses are, what jobs cater towards who I am and how my brain works. These are my pain points. Pain points um, is my personal favorite thing to look at. Um, So an example is my personal story. Like I used to have such a scarcity mindset because I went through a lot of adversity from a younger age and I feel like I had to learn a lot of big life lessons at an earlier age than other people would have. So I experienced heartbreak really early, I had family issues, I had trauma there. That then massively influenced the person I was, my relationship to self-development and my passions and That is inevitably what led me to doing this YouTube career, sharing my favorite self-development lessons and trying to better other people through my own self-growth lessons because I took my personal pain and turned it into my power and everyone's pain and weaknesses are gonna be completely different and that's why you need to start focusing on yourself more and this is why I hate comparison so much because my blessings are never gonna be your blessings. You cannot climb my ladder and expect to gain the same rewards that I am because my ladder of blessings is completely personalized to mine. And this isn't even about me. This is about you abandoning yourself because you have so much treasure, so much abundance on your life path that the universe is giving to you and you are choosing to turn a blind eye to it, to compare yourself to other people. So a few ways that you can break out of this bad habit is one, by taking a personality test. I personally love 16personalities.com. That is a Myers-Briggs personality test and it just gives you a full free report of your personal Um, traits, your strengths, your weaknesses, jobs that are catered to you, how you show up in your relationships and you honestly just learn a lot about yourself which I think in itself is an act of self-love because you can kind of it just gives you more clarity on where you might be tripping up and also what things that you can take advantage of. Um, Something that's really similar to this is by conducting a SWOT analysis on yourself. This is something that's used in businesses for them to succeed and create the perfect strategy. SWOT basically stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And you're going to write down those headings and then underneath I want you to fill it out, apply it to your life. Where do you keep messing up? What is what are your threats, what is holding you back from getting to where you want to be? Is it your lack of discipline? Is it your living environment? Is it your negative relationship to exercise? Is it your self-perception? What are your opportunities? You know, if you are a student, what can you grasp right now, which might put you a few steps ahead? Is it volunteering opportunities at your university library? Is it networking with your fellow peers at a business society? It can be as simple as that. I also saw this thing a few years ago. A woman posted a TikTok and she said, Something really good that you can do for your self-growth is by getting out a piece of paper or opening up a document on your laptop and titling that document, My Life Story. And then I want you to write down everything that's happened in your life from the very beginning up until now. 
I personally haven't tried it, but I have had that video saved for so long and I've always meant to do it. But me personally, like I have just documented a lot of my life through photos and videos and I reflect on it a lot. I also journal a lot about my past and how I ended up getting to where I am now and how my past has influenced the decisions I make or even the mistakes that I make. Um, so that's also an idea to try. The next step in the planning stage of bringing your dream life into reality is to analyze every single area of your life. So I want you to write out, once again, it could be in your notes app, it could be on a piece of paper. I want you to split up every single area of your life to pinpoint your potential improvements that you can make rather than looking at your life as a whole because that is way too overwhelming. If you are thinking about yourself and the lifestyle right now and thinking, oh my God, my life is a mess and I haven't done this, but everyone on Instagram is already a millionaire and they've got this and they own this, all you're gonna do is stress yourself out and lower your vibration to fear and guilt and shame. Instead, if you simplify it and take baby steps and think, okay, one area of my life is health. What is holding me back right now? You know, where could I improve? Am I consuming a lot of processed foods? Um, do I indulge and I don't necessarily get intentional about the food that I'm consuming? How could I easily meal prep? What snacks could I cut out? And what could I incorporate into my daily lunches to make sure that I'm um, increasing my veggie intake? Another area of your life is fitness. If I find going to the gym boring, how can I do my hot girl walks? What musical podcast can I listen to to make it enjoyable and like a reward? Um, another area is your career. How am I going to obtain the necessary skills to improve my CV? How am I going to network? What am I doing to self-educate to improve my skill set so then I can negotiate and heighten my salary? Another is you know, your personal life, your finances, um, what is my investing strategy? Am I gonna have standing orders leaving my account? Am I gonna invest in the stock market, um, ETFs, my pension, into an ISA, um, into a high interest savings account? Another area of your life might be travel, or it might even be just as simple as lifestyle routines, which is, okay, every single morning I wake up and I rot in bed for an hour and I scroll on my phone. What can I replace that with? So me personally, I used to have that really bad habit and now in 2024, I've been leaving my phone in my living room and then I go to sleep and then I wake up and my phone's just not in my bedroom. Meaning I have to get up, brush my teeth, get ready for the day and then I can go on my phone and it's changed me. And it's something as simple as that. Stop just accepting that this is the way I do things because that's just you completely neglecting your self growth and your evolution as a person and abandoning the future new and improved version of yourself. Instead, I need you to analyze every decision you make throughout the day and question, is this getting me closer to where I want to be in life? Is the fact that I spend one hour in bed scrolling, watching other people live their best lives, is that really doing me good? Or is that lowering my vibration? Is that increasing my comparison? I see so many people complain, how do I stop being jealous? How do I stop comparing myself? What are you trying to incorporate into your everyday? Why are you still consuming so much media then? The third step 
to the planning stage is to figure out your goals. Now that you have a good understanding of yourself and you've also split every area into your life and kind of just envisioned what you want those areas to look like, I want you to write out a list of your goals and then turn it into a schedule. The biggest form of self-sabotage we do is we create a vision board or we put a picture as our lock screen representing our ideal lifestyle or we talk about our new year's resolution, but what framework do you have in place to make sure that you are consistently hitting those goals every single day, every single week. This completely changed my life. Every single week, I look at my 2024 New Year's resolutions and then I turn them into actionable steps in my calendar. I look at my vision board every single day and I think, okay, if I have these massive goals, what am I actually doing to achieve it? Last year, I had a picture of a 100K YouTube plaque on my vision board and it was sitting there for months and months and months until eventually I thought, no, if I want to achieve that, then I need to develop a YouTube strategy. I need to heighten my self-education. I need to have the knowledge that the top most successful YouTubers have. I need to be posting consistently. If what I am doing so far has not led me anywhere near to 100k subscribers, why am I still doing it? Now I need to change my approach and my strategy. So when you split up every single area of your life, let's say under the fitness category, you put, I wanna be a Pilates girly, or I just wanna have a flat stomach, pull up your calendar real quick. Let me see, let me see what you've written to make sure that you're staying consistent with that. Because I better see gym scheduled at least every other morning. I better see a Pilates class booked in already because that's what I'm doing. Otherwise you forget about your goals and then it's 12 months later and you're about to start a brand new year and you're wondering why the hell didn't I get that? Why do I still not have a flat stomach when that's all I think about? Because you're not actioning it, you're not creating the schedule that allows you to hold yourself accountable. And that schedule is non-negotiable. The next step to the planning stage is what I like to call your influence evaluation. I want you to take a step back to assess how others are affecting you. Because yes, you can't control your behavior, but you can control when you decide to stop tolerating it. I have distanced myself from family members. I'm not joking. And I've been so much better off because of it. Normalize only surrounding yourself with people that have a positive effect on you. Because hanging around with friends because they're nice and easygoing and you guys have similar interests, what even is that? Like, that's literally the bare minimum. You wouldn't date a guy just because he's nice. You would date a guy because he has a positive influence on you, because you guys have similar goals in life. You want to go in the same direction. You have similar values and principles. When you talk to each other, it both allows you to grow. So why are we accepting any less in our friendships? Because these people we talk to every single day, we learn about them, we are constantly surrounded by their energy and they could be completely draining us and ripping us away from our dreams as a result. You need to have people in your life that are cooler than you. Just being in their presence normalizes those levels of success or intelligence or good habits or beauty. If you are constantly surrounding yourself with people that match your level, how are you ever gonna grow? And this is why I think it's really important that even if you have childhood friends that you, you know, you guys were close all throughout school, I really encourage people to go out and continuously meet people from different places, even at different ages, in different careers, because that's where the positive influence really comes from. If these people have known you your entire life and they're so used to this one idea of you, of the kind of person you've been your entire life, it also means that 
you're kind of attached to that idea of yourself because they can't see anything beyond you. Whereas if you meet people when you've just, you know, you're in your 20s, they are also going to encourage you. They are not attached to any mistakes that you may have made in the past. I make it a habit to make sure that I am the dumbest person in the room because that's what allows me to consistently learn. I will not tolerate people that drain my energy, that waste my time, that try to make me feel guilty because I didn't text them back straight away. Like, no, I'm grown. I'm trying to grow my business. I have things to do. We're adults. If you don't get that, then we clearly don't align. And I'm so glad I got harsh about it because you can call me the villain and I'm absolutely okay with that because at the end of the day, it's been a year since I cut you out and I'm the one who got my dream life and you didn't. And now I have people in my life who don't care if we text each other. In fact, we both don't because we both respect each other's time. We're both giving each other advice. We're both saying the most outrageous, outlandish things to each other about our goals of becoming millionaires and driving our dream cars. And we say it in the most casual way because we both genuinely believe that it's going to happen. And that means when I see my friends, I walk, around, I walk away feeling so inspired and so positive that it encourages me to go after my dreams that much more. And then the last step to the planning stage is your self-evaluation, because this is where all of our control really lies. This is what we can actually spend our time on. So I want you to think about what is holding you back right now. Is it fear? Is it resources? Is it time? Is it money? Is it your lifestyle? Is it your job? This is actually very similar to what we discussed with writing down every single area of our life, separating it out, and then underneath each area, you're going to write out some bullet points of how you can improve each. What are your goals for each area? But with your self-evaluation, you're going to write out those same categories. So one is health, one is career, one is travel, one is relationships. This time underneath, you're going to write where you're going wrong. What are you doing right now to your health that you know is bad for you? Why are you not fulfilled in your career right now? If that's the case, why are you still there? I want you to keep questioning yourself, literally interview yourself. And you do that until you clearly understand every single obstacle, until you clearly get to the root cause. Because sometimes it's not so much about adding things to your life, but it's about recognizing where you're going wrong and how you're going to, st going to stop that and how you're going to change your approach to life because sometimes we are our own worst enemy and we're the ones who are actually setting ourselves up for failure and not taking any responsibility for it. And that now leads us to our mindset shifts, which I think is going to be honestly the most important part of this entire episode. Your mind is everything. Your mind creates the life that you experience every single day. And throughout this section, I'm also going to be talking about manifestation because it has a huge role and just the thoughts that go through your head every single day is an example of you manifesting. Every single thought you have creates your reality. Every single feeling you have, you then attract in new energy, good or bad. And that's why it's so important to control how we think about things. Um, and before I get into this, I just want to say, I think the most important part of all of this is to just dream big, please. If there is anything you take away from this episode, let it be to stop thinking realistically. It is the worst thing you can do for yourself. You are literally giving up such bigger places that you could potentially go because you want to think realistically. Thinking realistically is absolute BS. It's just another word for thinking pessimistically because you think that's realistic. Meanwhile, I'm over here. I'm 10 steps ahead of you because I didn't think realistically. 
it's only realistic if that's the life that you decide that you want to accept. Other people think that I'm not thinking realistically, I'm thinking delusionally, but it's only delusional until it's done. And hell, I've done it. So let's just scratch that from our minds, please, because it's such a big form of self-sabotage. The first mindset shift is self concept. This is where you reprogram the beliefs that you have about yourself because you have no idea how they're even holding you back. So basically mastering your self-perception, the way that you view yourself, the way that you talk about yourself. Now season one, episode seven of this podcast covered self-perception and how to master it. So I would definitely recommend listening to that to fully learn about this. In a nutshell, this is about recognizing, okay, I've always viewed myself as someone who is socially awkward. So as a result of having that self-concept, I am now holding myself back by saying no to turning up to networking events. I am not making new friends because I think that I'm going to be perceived in a negative way. I am not going out of my way to turn up to things that could literally change my life for the better because I think that I'm not going to fit in. So then what do we do? We have to reprogram our beliefs to believe that actually I am the most confident, baddest bee in this entire room and anyone would love to speak to me. I am so confident. I am so good at social interactions. I can carry a conversation so well. And how do you change that belief? You in my opinion, you change it by proving it wrong. And this is by doing, by taking action. So I can't tell you how many videos I watched online on how to become confident, on how to carry out a conversation. I cannot engage in small talk. That is not my thing. You know, I can't just go up to a stranger and then know what to say. Like I really struggled with that. And so I read a lot online and I watched loads of videos. And now I can walk into any room and maintain a lengthy conversation with literally anyone because I have questions that I know I'm going to ask. I know how to maintain that conversation. I know how to listen. I know what insightful questions to ask because I decided to take responsibility and not just accept that, oh, I'm not good at this. F no, I'm going to make myself good at this. The next mindset shift is to stop valuing fitting in. This is so bad for you. And if I could give my younger self only one piece of advice, it would be this. Stop trying to be ordinary. Stop trying to be accepted by the masses when you don't want their life. You don't want to be ordinary, right? You want to be special. You want to achieve as much as you can. You want to reach your full potential and then surpass that. You want to be a businesswoman. You don't want to accept the life that you've been given. You don't want a basic nine to five. And hey, there's absolutely nothing wrong with any of those things. But if my desire is to go past all of those things, then why am I concerning myself with the opinions of people that are going after that life? You have no business judging me. I have no business even being around you. I don't need your influence in my life. I don't need you to understand me. I wasted years wondering how other people perceived me, why that guy didn't like me back, why I hadn't had a boyfriend yet, why those girls didn't want to be my friend, why I wasn't invited to that party. And then using those experiences that are all to do with other people to then define myself. Make it make sense. When in Actually, I could have been spending all of that time building up my dream life. And hey, I can say that I have it now, but I would have been miles ahead if I just started a few years earlier rather than obsessing about the opinions of a bunch of people that I, I would never want in their lives. So literally, automatically, absolutely irrelevant. The next mindset shift is for you to stop wanting an immediate result because let me tell you that is the fastest path to failure. You need to remember that there is a compound 
effect and compound journey to succeeding. You can put in the same step every single day and it might feel and look like the same step that's leading you nowhere, but in actuality, your skill set is building up, your, your life experience is building up and you are slowly getting closer and closer and closer to that end goal. And for you to complain about the fact that your dream journey is taking too long and it's too hard and you keep experiencing obstacles, that is selfish and it is overly indulgent and it shows a massive lack of self-respect. Stop focusing on why it's not working because I'm sorry, you're acting like a spoiled little child who has not learned the key skill of patience yet. Because what if it literally works tomorrow? Hmm? Why do you expect that I need to have this right now? Because there are people out there that have been working on their passions for a decade and then they hit it big time. Simply because they understood and they believed in themselves that they knew this is going to happen. It's not a question of if, it's just a matter of when. And I believe in myself enough and in this vision enough to put in all of the time necessary because I know it's going to work. I think the kind of people who are like, oh, I've been trying this for six months, a year, two years, and my business still hasn't um, broken even, or I still don't have a thousand followers on Instagram. So then keep at it. So then reevaluate your strategy. So then change your approach. If this is what you really want, stop complaining about time because I have been trying to make social media work for, it was six years before it finally worked. And guess what? It blew up to the point where everyone thinks I'm an overnight success. Why? Because of that compound effect of progress. Plus, when you're out here focusing on your attention, on complaining why it isn't working and the fact that it's taking too long, rather than just shifting that attention to doing something to change reality, to try and make it work in a different way, you are voluntarily lowering your vibration. Because like I said, there are others that accept the time aspect and they are patient because they believe in themselves and you are complaining because you're in a state of lack and you're in a state of fear. And therefore you're not matching the energy of your desired outcome. So then how would you ever attract it into your life? This links into the next mindset shift, which is impulse control. If you cannot say no to your short-term impulses, you will lose control of your life. And the only way to combat this is through identity shift. So for example, if your goal is to go to the gym and what you constantly say is, I'm trying to go to the gym, um, but I don't feel like it. I'm trying not to skip it. You know, maybe I should try and go every single day. No, no, because that's where impulses come into play. That's when you start fighting back and forth with yourself to question whether it's worth it that day to go to the gym. That is where you're still associating with a past version of yourself who didn't have the goal and most definitely didn't achieve the goal. So why are you still thinking and speaking and acting like them? Instead, the way to overcome this when you're working towards a goal is to identify with the kind of person who's already achieved it with the kind of person who prioritizes it. So instead of saying, I'm trying to go to the gym and hopefully I'll stay consistent, then instead you say, I am the kind of person that goes to the gym every single day and loves it. I am an avid gym goer. It is my number one priority every single morning because it sets me up for a day of success. You are now speaking about it like it is a core value of you as a person. 
It is a core belief system that you have. It isn't whether you want to do it or you don't want to do it. Now going to the gym is a part of your identity. And this completely shifts your approach to it because you don't want to associate yourself with the same old failed attempts from the past because then it's an endless cycle where you're like, hopefully I'll stay consistent this time and then you don't. I wonder why, because your mindset never changed. Next mindset shift focuses a little bit more on manifestation, in particular vibrational energy and this is everything. So higher vibrational energy includes emotions of peace, love, joy, acceptance, courage. Whereas lower vibrations include shame, guilt, apathy, grief, fear is a really big one, anger too. This is so important because everything is energy and the quickest way to bring your desire to reality is to match the energy of your manifestations. So firstly, this means reducing your exposure to low vibrational energy through people, things, experiences, even your reactions. So if someone's annoying you, if a guy isn't texting you back, why are you angry? Why are you spending so much energy on someone or thing that doesn't even match the goal that you're trying to get to? If you are someone who says, I want a high value, healthy relationship, I want to get married in the next few years, why are you entertaining a situationship then? Because let me tell you, now your energy is matching that. Now your thoughts are matching that situationship. And that means all you're doing is now manifesting that, exa that exact same life experience of a situationship. And also it influences your identity as well, because now you're tolerating being the kind of person that accepts that treatment from a guy. The more energy that you pour into these low vibrational situations, the more of them that you will experience. And so the way to kind of combat this is through gratitude and through doing. I think fear is the most difficult low vibrational energy to overcome. And especially because it's by far the most damaging. You experience fear because you don't fully wholeheartedly believe that you can do it and you deserve the thing. And so why would the universe fulfill your manifestation if that is your mindset? So I get over this low vibrational energy of fear by doing. So this is practicing different things until you prove that limiting belief to be wrong. So exposure therapy is a great way, you know, like I said, I really struggled with social awkwardness and shyness. So I would turn up to parties alone. I would turn up to events. I would walk up to strangers, even though it terrified me. And I practiced and practiced and practiced until I became numb to that feeling of fear until eventually I could no longer say that I am a shy person. I am a socially awkward person because I have now taken enough actions to prove that belief to be wrong. Another way is to constantly step outside of your comfort zone. Even though now that I can say that I'm a confident person, I make it a priority, especially in 2024, one of my goals is to do something that terrifies me every single week. So whether it's once again, turning up to an event, the other day I did a podcast recording. I've done quite a few podcast recordings. I'm not gonna lie, they still make me nervous as hell because I'm always gonna be introverted. And I'm always gonna feel nerves about meeting new people and networking and sitting down to lunch with a complete stranger. But every single time I do it, I feel a little bit better than I did the last time. 
And that's what makes me continuously grow as a person. That's what makes sure that I take responsibility for my confidence journey to make sure that it's always improving because there could be anything that knocks your confidence at any moment, whether it be something that you're comparing yourself to on social media, whether it be an insult that someone throws at you, whether it's a new beauty standard that comes out and then all of a sudden you have a bunch of new insecurities so you need to combat that by taking responsibility and saying I need to build my portfolio of proof so that I'm constantly proving my limiting beliefs wrong and improving my confidence as a result and then another way of doing this is gratitude every single day this raises your vibration so quickly so easily so effortlessly to see the joy and the love in your life even if it's as simple as the meal you ate for lunch that day I have kind of altered my perception of life. So I've started doing hot girl walks in the morning as my uh, form of exercise. And I just really try to be super present and people watch. And if I see a woman walking with her child in the street and they're laughing together, telling a joke, I am so present and I am so immersed that I am not, my first thought is, Look how much joy there is in the world. Look how loving people are. Look how happy and open people are. are. I'm looking at the trees. I'm looking at nature. I'm grateful that I experienced that. I am writing down in my journal. I'm so grateful for the meal that I had today. I'm so grateful for the roof I have over my head. I'm so grateful to have grandparents in my life that just love me so much. You don't have to have the big and fancy things and you don't have to have fulfilled the dream life yet. But this really links into raising your vibration, yes, but also experiencing the level of joy that you would have once your manifestation comes to you. That speeds up the process of you fulfilling your dream life. Because if you are associating happiness with getting a certain amount of money or fame or success or love, that's never gonna come. You need to experience those feelings today to then match the energy of having those things and they will effortlessly flow to you. And then the very last step to mindset shifts is also a little bit about manifestation. And this is by bringing your future into the present. Now, visualization is a very powerful manifestation tool and it's so easy to achieve if you just decide to immerse yourself in your dream life today. So you can do vision boards, Pinterest boards, watch motivational speeches online, listen to podcasts of people that you admire and align to. Uh, One thing that I actually do and have done for a few years is I don't watch comfort YouTubers. So there are a lot of YouTubers out there that make comedy videos, entertainment videos, uh, makeup vlogs. I don't watch that. And some of it is great content, sure. But I focus my consumption on watching vlogs from people that are self-made, people that I admire, people that I would love to be like. So people that are either business owners or in my case, social media people, people that are super productive, um, you know, day in the life of a business owner, buying my dream car videos. When I was a student, when I was in school, I actually made it a routine that every single day when I came back from school, I would watch productive student routine YouTube videos because it helped me visualize my own success better. And when you can see someone else doing it and living like that and implementing those healthy habits, then you can start incorporating it yourself as well. And the exact same goes for who you hang around with. Are you networking? Are you showing up to environments where you could potentially meet new people? 
Another example is I will not watch reality TV unless it's about successful self-made women. Because why would I want to consume media of people meaninglessly, I don't know, partying or starting drama or having friendship difficulties? Like, I don't want to associate myself with that. I am bringing my future into the present by constantly having it within my eye view, whether it's through movies and TV shows I watch, whether it's through people's lifestyles that I'm seeing online, whether it's through the Pinterest boards I'm making to romanticize my life, uh, the wish lists that I'm writing down because I am so sure and certain that I'm gonna own those things and have those life experiences. And then lastly, we're gonna talk about the building stage very quickly. These are a few little things that you can incorporate, just some ideas of things that I personally do. So the first step is to take all of those goals and plans that we discussed in the first section of the podcast, you know, where you really started to understand what you're desiring and what you wanna live like. And now in the building stage, you are going to create a step-by-step step-by-step action plan that aligns to all of those plans so for example I will use my goal of obtaining my dream car which is a Mercedes G-Wagon and I've already got the golden mindset where I fully believe that I'm going to get it like I just know I'm going to be driving it in a few months in a few years who knows but it's going to happen but in order to make sure it fits my lifestyle and that I'm fully educated about this goal and that I'm ready for it I did research to find out exactly how I can customize this car. What are the monthly payments of this car? I then watched videos explaining the financial breakdown and added fees of owning that type of car. And then from that, I learned the minimum amount of money that you should be earning every single month to be able to own that dream car without it being a financial burden. And then I factored that into my budgeting and investing routine. And that is an example of outlining a goal and then actually taking some steps to bring it closer into your current reality. This links into the next step, which is your financial plan. So I want you to get super specific, okay? Let's say that your current pain point is that you don't have the money to open a business. Okay, now let's start a conversation about how you can. Let's discuss how much are you spending each month on food and how much would you like to be spending on food? How often are you shopping? And how much do you think you could cut back on that? What budgeting apps are you using? Have you researched all of the various low-cost business ideas, such as dropshipping? The next step to the building stage is a weekly reflection. So I personally look over my 2024 goals list and my vision board and I turn them into actions and schedule them in my weekly calendar. So for example, um, one of my really big 2024 goals is to hire a team because I want to outsource my tasks so that I can be more efficient in my business and grow it. So guess what I did today, guys? I had an online meeting with a potential video editor. And guys, guess what's in my calendar tomorrow? to plan out my hiring announcement and to start educating myself on what other people need. Whether it's a social media manager, whether it's a content planner, whether I need an assistant, whether I need a cleaner. I'm not going to say I need to hire a team soon and then hope it magically comes within a few months. No, it's January 2024. I said that this was a 2024 goal. So I have to make it work now. So then I have time throughout this year to fulfill every other dream I put on my vision board. Another example is I put angel investing on my vision board. So now every single morning when I'm doing my makeup, I listen to podcasts 
about angel investing so that I can be fully educated on what that means and how I can do it. So then by the end of 2024, I am already investing in businesses. The next step is to fail frequently. This is a crucial part in your success journey. I'm at a point in my life now where if I fail at something, I count it as a win because now that's another path crossed off. It's another lesson which gets me closer to my end goal. So I make it a priority now to try things every month or so. So for example, two years ago, my new thing that I was trying out was modeling and I did it over and over and over again and I failed at it and I didn't like it and I didn't align with it. Another path crossed off. Now I don't need to waste my time trying to pursue that. Last year, it was opening a one-person jewelry business and running it all myself. And I failed at it. I wasn't consistent at it. And now I know if I want to open a business to start it in a completely different way. I have so much wisdom and so many new strategy ideas on how I would make it a success this time because I took the time to fail. And now this year, it's becoming a podcaster. This is a media format that I've never done before and I struggled so much when I was putting out the first few episodes and I'm still learning as I go along. And I'm gonna see whether it turns into a win or not. And if it doesn't, that's completely okay because it's the wisdom I'm gonna gain in the process. And life gives you all of these opportunities because at the end of the day, it's about what you learn and how you grow as a person when you're doing these things. Because the lessons that you would have learned and the growth that you would have experienced is what turns you into the kind of person that can achieve the big goals that you have always dreamed of. And then the very last step that I'm going to mention in this podcast for your building stage is to learn the skills. So let's say your goal is to become a YouTuber. Where's the skill set at? Stop complaining that you don't have a fancy camera because majority of us just whipped out our phone, filmed a video, edited it and put it on YouTube. And that's why we are where we are now at almost a million subscribers. Some people have 10 million subscribers and that's exactly how they started because they weren't messing around comparing themselves to others and making up excuses as to why they couldn't start it. I prioritize my skill set by watching courses online, learning editing techniques. I watched videos on how to create the most engaging thumbnail. What... um, online platform should I use in order to do that? What the hell does SEO mean and how can I incorporate that? What are my competitors doing? How can I differentiate myself? What is the gap in the market in the kind of YouTube videos that I want to create and how can I form my strategy off of that? I learned content creation tips on TikTok. I looked at recommendations of other creators online on what tripods to buy. I read books on investing so then I could put my money to good use once I actually did start succeeding on YouTube. And it's as simple as that. I really hope you guys learned a thing or two from this episode. If you did, I would love it if you guys could shoot me a message on Instagram at Tamcore. Tell me what you thought of this podcast. I'd love some constructive criticism always just to improve it. Um, Thank you for sticking around this long. This was the ninth episode of this podcast, which means there's only one more before I go on a break and then eventually come back with season two. So stay tuned. This time next week, episode 10 will come out. Thank you so much for all of your love and support. I'm wishing you the best journey this 2024 we got this have the best week guys I appreciate you bye